On today's episode of Locked on Lightning, I'm back, baby. I am back. We're going to be sitting down with Hunter, the host of Locked on Penguins, to discuss where this Lightning team ranks in this generation of hockey. Are they a dynasty? Are they one of the greats? We discuss that. We discuss the tiers. We discuss what it's like to have both our teams as where Penguins repeated a couple of years back and now the Lightning have repeated We'll be discussing all that and how it feels and the challenges that face the Lightning, especially with the expansion draft and the cap situation. So before we get all to that, make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, as well as like and subscribe to the Locked On NHL show with the expansion draft coming up this week, as well as the entry draft a couple of days later. Make sure to go on there. I will be there, as always, every week with Chris Masilli on the Thursday slot of Locked On Avalanche. We are the co-host of that slot. We talk about all things. We'll, we'll, we'll be right in the thick of it, so go ahead and, and do that as well. So let's play that music. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Sanger. What's up, everybody? Wow. Wow. Feels good to be saying that again. Uh, had a week off last week, for some of you that don't know, if you don't follow me on Twitter. Took a little post-cup celebration trip of my own. Went to Puerto Rico for the week, kind of just to decompress. Been a long-ass season, but we are back tonight. Little... Late night, locked on lightning action. If you have been a listener of the show since day one, you know, sometimes in the off season, sometimes during the season, we have these, I, I like to call them fireside chats. We had to come up with a better name of that. I, I feel like fireside chats. I mean, I'm not next to a fire. Technically, I'm next to an air conditioner right now. So I guess we could call it the, the, the frigid air, air conditioner side chat whatever anyway so on today's episode uh like i said at the top that we'll be discussing we'll be having hunter from locked on penguins on to discuss lightning repeating uh what he saw from this team throughout the season uh the similarities between the penguins and the lightning when they both repeated as stanley cup champions we talk all about that and more but first please follow the show at lo underscore lightning on Twitter, give the show a follow on Instagram at lockdown underscore lightning. Give me a follow on Instagram, uh, excuse me, on Twitter at danky dank, D E N K Y D 8 and K. Please do all that as well as like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we are available wherever podcasts are available and make sure to turn on those notifications. So once the episode drops, you are notified as soon as possible. And one last thing, please give us a rate and review wherever they allow you i think it's itunes i think maybe spotify as well but please do that really helps the show grow even more it's already exploded and that's all to impart to the enthusiasm that you the listener bring on a daily basis so yeah before we get into the conversation with hunter just want to tell you about one of today's sponsors and that is built bar did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors if you're a regular listener of the show you know how delicious built bar is you probably ordered it there's something for everyone they have 
all these amazing flavors. They got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, just to name a few. Uh, they got tons more. My favorite is the cookies and cream one. Absolutely solid. These are great if you want to have a uh, a pre-workout meal if you really don't want to fill up on something but you need something in your stomach this is the one this is the protein bar for you if you want to have a meal substitute uh, you're in between lunch and dinner or lunch and breakfast this is something for you if you want to eat something after you're done with the gym or whatever you just want to eat something healthy this is the protein bar for you so head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. Here is my discussion with Locked On Penguins host, Hunter. All right, so since the Lightning have repeated as Stanley Cup champions, as we all know now, if you haven't, then you've been living under a rock for the last couple of days. Uh, with me today to just kind of, I thought it'd be fun to kind of get together with the last, the host of the last team that repeated as champs, uh, and that was the Pittsburgh Penguins. And with me is Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins. Um, Hunter, you're you're on the beach right now, enjoying the sweet life. But uh, thanks for you know kind of getting together to do this. Uh, so yeah, uh, you're here. We're gonna discuss what was the difference uh, between the two cup runs, and I think that's like the best way to start because for me personally, with the Lightning, at, with last year winning the cup for the first time since '04, and then this year repeating. Very big differences uh, for these two teams, not personnel wise so much, but just kind of the feeling around it and the build up towards that last clinching win. Um, was there any um, maybe different feelings between the two years that you guys won a couple of years back or was it pretty much the same? It kind of felt similar if you watch like the last couple of years, like the 2020 Lightning's Cup. It reminded me a bunch of a lot of the 2016 Penguins with how they kind of steamrolled everyone on their way to the final. I mean, Pittsburgh blew past the Rangers. They could have beat the Caps in five, had a tough series, of course, against Tampa Bay and then rolled the Sharks in the final. That was kind of like what reminded me of the Lightning last year. And then this year with Tampa, um, everyone was fully healthy, you know, especially with Kucherov coming back for the playoffs. But, you know, it was more reliant, I think, on Vasilevsky being really good, defensively shutting the teams down. You know, a lot of what the Penguins did in 2017, especially because Chris Letang wasn't there that entire run. So they had to just play a lot of defense first. But they also, um, when they got chances, they would finish them. I noticed that a lot with this lightning run as well. You know, even, you know, sometimes they didn't get a lot of chances, especially against the Islanders with how they trapped down. But when they did get their chances, they buried them every single time, just like I think the Penguins did in 2017. So I think there's a lot of similarities between these two back-to-back -back cup runs for both teams, you know, especially in 2017 as well with with Matt Murray, you know, he was 937 for Pittsburgh, you know, Vasilevsky was right around there, I think for this run. So um, there's a lot more similarities than I think people are realizing with uh, both these back-to-back -back runs. Yeah. And, and, and the one similarity that I kind of saw as well is that, it seems like the second time around is a little bit easier and that's no disrespect towards the opponents. But when you really look at it, that especially in this playoff run with Tampa, I could attest to that there wasn't many times where their back was against the wall uh, other than game seven for that Islander series. Really? This was a, a pain free experience for lightning fans. Um, did you get that, that feeling from when the penguins repeated that second year as well, or was it, you know, 
I, I feel like after winning that first cup, unless you just injuries and all that stuff or guys have to leave or whatever the case may be, that kind of propels you to the second cup. It's almost sort of a guarantee that at, to some degree that you would have a very good chance just because you, you've experienced winning a championship and it's kind of like riding a bicycle once again. Yeah. And they had the same team coming back basically that next season anyway, which was so crucial as well. But yeah, I mean the, the 2017 cup, I mean, it, it felt a little bit easier, but they were also, I think, outplayed for a lot of games. A lot of that does have to do with Crystal Tang missing the entire playoffs. I mean, they didn't have the number one defenseman at all, but, you know, they beat Columbus in five, you know, like how Tampa Bay did with Carolina. Um, they took out the the Capitals in seven games. Their backs were not even really against the wall in that series because they went up three games to one, but kind of had two bad games in a row. And then, you know, Flurry has his Vasilevsky moment from this past year and shuts out the Caps in game seven. And then Ottawa, um, I, I, even though that series went to seven, I never really thought they were in danger of losing it, you know, much I think how Tampa Bay fans felt with um, the Islanders. And then in the final against Nashville, uh, when they went up 2-0, I, I had a pretty good feeling about that, you know, as I'm sure all Lightning fans did this year as well. So, yeah, the, the, the runs are also very similar in that regard. I, it was definitely – the first one I thought was definitely a lot harder because, you know, Tampa had them on the ropes just because Vasilevsky was so good coming in i remember just watching that series just thinking i i have no idea who this guy is because bishop just got hurt but then i quickly realized because they almost beat probably the best team in the league um from january onward after mike sullivan took over so um yeah man it's just it's honestly is really funny with how similar these two runs were for both teams i mean they're both built the same way you know the penguins especially that penguins 2016 team they were probably just as deep almost well almost as deep i think as these lightning teams and the way they were able to also just destroy anyone they went up against. Um, it, it, it feels too, too similar. I think. Yeah. And, and the, the word that you brought up is that, that both these teams were deep and, and the one comparison that I see uh, that I have very much enjoyed with this lightning team is that their third, fourth lines are very much capable of scoring as well as playing 200 feet of, of hockey, which yep. you don't see very much in the league right now. Uh, you know, look at the Edmonton Oilers. They have two of the best players in the world and that's it. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and Oiler fans are wondering why they can't win a cup. Um, and then you look at some of the other teams that have won recently or have been successful like Washington. Uh, they, they've relied solely on age and, and you really saw it this year in that playoff run where they couldn't really do much of anything. So, now, the thing that a lot of people, you know, we're only two days away, uh, two days removed from it, but though obviously there are going to be people asking, can the Lightning go for the three-peat? Um, and so what was your state of mind after the Penguins repeated and were looking for the three-peat? Was, what percentage were you sure of that this team was capable of doing that? I thought they were capable of it, though I didn't expect it just because I knew they were so gassed after these last two. Um, that's the thing, you know, with the Lightning here, you know, they're not going to be, I think, as fatigued as the Penguins just because, um, you know, and don't get me wrong, you know, they, they played so many games in these last 10 months. Winning two, winning two championships in less than a year takes a lot out of you. But I think, I do think the Penguins played more games, you know, um, especially with their top players. And, it just it caught up to them in 2018 when Washington was more fresh. Even though that series was 2-2, two, two, 
um, after four games, I, I had a weird feeling about it. Just like, oh my God, like they actually might lose here. And even if they won that series, I still honestly think Tampa Bay will have won the Eastern Conference final. But it's just, it's two is hard, but three is even harder just because, I mean, you're just, you're just that more gassed. I mean, it's a lot of hockey and basically what? two two and a half years you know that the same a lot of the same team is playing together um it's just it it takes a lot more out of you you know you kind of want to what one thing i noticed with the penguins during their 2018 season they were trying to conserve as much energy as they could um during the season going into the playoffs you know i've read from a few beat reporters i've had a couple people tell me that you know the the penguins they're not the players wouldn't admit it but they could. They kind of felt relieved after 2018 because they just almost had nothing left in the tank because they were so gassed. So um, it, it's going to be really tough. I wouldn't put it past the Lightning to do it. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think someone else will win it next year. But again, you know, it, it, I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't put it past them. It's just it's going to be that much harder because now everyone is going to be coming for you even more now uh, than after last season. Yeah, and that's it's going to be interesting to see by that logic, how their bodies could react uh, to playing a full season now, Uh, you know, winning two cups, Mm. two playoff runs in in 10 months, and then having to go and play a full season after, especially after the frequency of that, of the games that were played this season, we saw it. Every team had it where there was a couple of players that went down relatively early just because going in, playing a game every other day is going to take a toll on the body. Uh, I don't care who it is. And it, I think that the thing that might benefit the lightning in this scenario is that since they're very cap strapped and they're going to probably have to shuffle things around with, with trying to move players to relieve themselves of some cap space, as well as with the Kraken, with the, you know, with the expansion draft that actually might work in their favor. They have a lot of players that play for them that were coming up and through the system during the regular season. And those guys have experience though. And some of the guys that were even on the run this year with bear Boulay and Ross Colton, who scored the game winning goal in game five, really, they didn't play a lot of games this year. And so having that, that even that depth in, in the minor league system might actually help them going forward where they could actually live without a Blake Coleman, even though I feel that, you know, if, if money wasn't an object, they should give him, a blank check and tell him to write whatever number is possible or suffices his needs. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you're right. I think that, you know, going into next year, I think we might see, especially with some players who like Pat Maroon, who's been playing in, in three consecutive finals. Now he might be dogged down and it's not exactly, he, he's not exactly a young guy either. So we might be seeing that. We might see that on Vasilevsky, him going into his 27 year old season now uh, where, you know, He's still young, but playing these long playoff runs might have an effect on the body. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. And 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 I think that you guys, I, I think that you know the, the the story isn't over with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're one of the teams where I really had really thought that they were going to make a run going into this playoffs. Um, they looked, you guys looked fantastic coming into the playoffs, and and I was really shocked to have seen you guys kind of get bumped. Um, early on like you did the season prior uh and and you had the the experience of of getting of getting bumped out by this canadians team who hasn't really changed much since last year what did you see out of this team this year that really allowed them to take that next step in the playoffs 
I think their big thing, you know, Carey Price played like playoff Carey Price from last year, not regular season Carey Price, where it looked like he was playing like 905, 910, and not 930, 940. And that's, I think, their biggest thing. You know, they got contributions from all around their lineup. Nick Suzuki really came into his own. I thought he's going to be a really good player for them for many more years to come. Cole Caulfield, I'll never understand why he was scratched at the start of the playoffs, but um, as the playoffs went on, um, he quickly became one of their best players. Weber is trying to turn back time as much as he can. I thought he played well. Petrie, I thought, had a little bit more to give. But, you know, the biggest thing was, you know, I know it's the oldest cliche in the book. You know, they, they figured out what their identity was. You know, they obviously don't have as much skill as some of these other teams. And they just, they stuck to it. You know, they played Vegas to a draw. They won the 50-50s, you know, especially in overtime. And they were able to win that series. You know, sure, they got a little bit lucky to get past Toronto. But, you know, you can kind of count on the Maple Leafs choking a game seven um, here at this point with everything that's happened um, in the last what, 10, 15 years um, at this point. And then, you know, they were to crush, crush Winnipeg. So it was definitely an unlikely run. Um, they're going to need to be careful going into next season. They have to make the right decisions because going back to the usual divisions, I think there's probably four teams better than them going into next season. You know, that's not to take away with what they did. They came within three games of winning their first championship in what, 20, 28 years, I, I think that was what it, what it is. So um, but I was just I was just really happy for them, their fans. It was just they're able to, you know, to ride Carey Price as long as he could give them. They're able to get some nice scoring from some of their younger players. And they just played good defensive hockey, which was what their identity was. Yeah, they, they did a good job really, um, you know, playing tough physical hockey. And we saw in game three and four where that really started to show. And and but that's the thing with these teams. And, and I think that's why the lightning ultimately came on top, not only against uh, the Canadians, but as well as the Islanders. And last year in the finals against the stars is those three teams have similar styles of hockey, but in the end, when you're going out there and playing physical like that, but not able to really have that handful of players that could go out there and score goals for you on a nightly basis. I think that's what ultimately led to their downfall um, with that. Um, and, and and really, but they do have time to grow. They have a young team. Like you said, Nick Suzuki is a fantastic player. Um, I think that Vegas possibly made a mistake by trading him for uh, Max Pacioretty back a couple of years ago. Uh, but thanks, Hunter. I'm not going to keep you any longer. Go out there and enjoy that sun on the beach. I know I will next week in Puerto Rico. So uh, have a have a good one, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on. You know, we'll see if you guys can. Uh get close to that three p hopefully you know we can get another penguins lightning series here before sitting you know call it quits yeah absolutely that'd be that'd be interesting to see it best of seven with sit in gino versus cooch and, and stammer oh man that's all the makings of a game seven we, overtime goal <laughs> we were robbed of that in 2016 at least Stamkos is able to came, come back for one game due to the, after the blood cod issue but yeah um, i remember that, how awesome that series was um, it would be pretty cool to see um uh, next year if, if both teams are just playing really good hockey yeah and, and with the way the divisions are now back to normal it's it's a very well possible thing to see so uh we'll just have to sit and wait and uh yeah until then uh best of luck in the upcoming season and draft buddy yeah you too man so once again huge thanks to hunter for taking time out of his day he was on vacation when i spoke to him or you know he was out at the beach whatever i forgot to mention to you at the top of the show that this was recorded actually i want to say about a week and a half ago so it might be a little out it might have been a little bit outdated with some of the things we said possibly about the expansion draft 
and all of that. As we all know by now that the the lists are all out. And we'll discuss all of that on tomorrow's show. Uh, and I'll talk to you about who's going to be joining us. Two days in a row we're having guests. I know, it's crazy. Uh, we're going to have a guest on tomorrow's show. And I'll discuss that a little bit in a little bit but first let's talk about our last sponsor of the day and that is bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs for including mlb nba nhl and all your ufc mma action before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today it's that easy you could do this on your phone that's how easy it is and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use that promo code locked on that's a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up and use that promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts and we are back to wrap things up on today's show. A little bit of a shorty one, but you know what? Uh, kind of went easy on you guys on the first episode of the week after we kind of took a break ourselves. I, I decided not to do a show last week just because, A, I was on vacation. B, I want you guys to enjoy the cup celebration, the parade, and all the crazy stuff that happened with that. The, the cup getting dented was just that. What other team does that? <laughs> so we'll talk all about that more on tomorrow's episode uh and we also have a special guest like i stated before we're gonna have seth kushner from block party which is the official podcast of the tampa bay lightning so go ahead and tune into that once again turn on those notifications uh for the twitter you know put the click the bell number click the bell icon at the top of the page so once the episode drops you'll get the notification from the twitter account if you listen to us on an app definitely uh put on the notifications there if you follow us and you'll get the notification when the episode drops on there so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam banker i'll talk to you next time.